Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show. You know, today I am so excited. You always hear about heroes and sheroes, and today I have on the show a special person who I call a shero because she has a compelling story of transformation success. She is Miss Kara Scott Dentley, a double scientist turned entrepreneur and success specialist. Miss Dentley served as a physicist and geospatial analyst for nine plus years, and her research is well respected and published throughout the world. I met her some time ago in Los Angeles, and I was so excited to meet this young woman who retired and ventured on a new career to give talks around the world on the science to success using the methods and strategies she learned during her academic and work career, including but not limited to big data spatial uh, analytics. On a lighter note, she enjoys sharing with others on how to make the shift from merely existing to truly living with purpose and passion. She's also going to share today how to earn additional income on a part-time basis and for those serious individuals out there, how to replace your traditional linear income with passive income while working part-time from home. Kara is truly an example of a remarkable, transformed, dynamic, and inspiring, successful woman. So it is my delight to share Kara Scott Dentley with you today, who will speak from her heart and share her transformational journey, as well as her teachings, to help others dream a bigger dream and to love the life they desire now. So I want to ask if you want to call in with any questions today, you can call the number one 346 9141 If you're calling from an international country, 001-480-553-5754. So I want you to stay tuned as you're going to learn more about this incredible global leader with total life changes. Now, let me welcome and present my guest, Miss Kara Scott Dentley. Hello there, Kara. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Young. How are you? Fantastic. And I am delighted to have you on the show today. So how are you doing? Everything is great. I am wonderful. It is bright and sunny here today in Chicago. So I am I am That's just, good news. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. I mean we didn't have a bad winter, but when we see the sun come out it's always just a perfect day. Well, that's wonderful. Well, we're having a somewhat sunny day here, a little overcast, but it is a perfect day in the California area. You know, uh, I was excited when I met you, Kara, and I was, you know, really wanted to have you on the show to share uh, your incredible experience, uh, experiences, and you have such an incredible background. You're a double scientist, and I want you to tell us briefly a little bit about that and your background. 
Well, as you say that, I am a double scientist. I have my bachelor's of science degree in physics, and then I went on from I got that from Chicago State University, and then I went on from there and went on and got my master's degree from Southern Illinois University in geospatial analysis. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of people always ask, "Well, what is you know? Well, what is I was going to ask you that." <laughs> it's the science behind navigation systems. So most people are familiar with Google Earth. They're familiar with the navigation systems in their cars, mm-hmm. but they don't understand that there is actually a science behind that that actually helps you to understand the location of everything because everything has a location, right? So even down to the simplest things of someone inviting you to their home, well, where where is it? Everything has this where component. If something happens, if it's uh, in emergency management, which is what I dealt with for uh, nine-plus years, where did it happen? What is the location? And many times if something happens, and let's say that it's a natural disaster and the street signs are blown away, you can't say it's on 7th and uh, Damon. You can't say that. You have Mm -hmm. to actually have the geolocation. You have to have those points. So now we're able to put that into a database, which allows us to do um, analysis on the information, not just where it is, but what else is associated with this point. Is there Mm -hmm. other information that we can gather from that data and find a common thread or any other commonalities with that data plus other data and data sets? And you can look at, you know, uh, street data, you could look at uh, school data, you could look at uh, uh, poverty, poverty, how do you fight poverty, you could look at mm-hmm. health care mapping, so many different things because everything has this where component. So I've always looked at that as far as um, it, with what I dealt with specifically mm-hmm. was uh, nuclear power plants. Mm-hmm. And wow. we would look at um, if something happened what does this mean? What is affected? Who's impacted? If we have to evacuate people, where do we evacuate them to? Are the roadways even designed to handle heavy traffic? So we have to mm-hmm. look at all of this. How much would it cost the federal government to rebuild an area if anything were to happen? All of this we can determine by doing um, what we call a leaning forward um, analysis. So we look at all of the data that we have, and it's always best to gather it at the lowest uh, at the lowest possible municipality. So it may be at the county level. Uh, if if we can only get down to the federal mm-hmm. level, uh, we'll use that. But because we only do a, a census every ten years, and most mm-hmm. uh, local uh, governments do, they'll they'll conduct a census every maybe one, two, or even five years. That data mm-hmm. is a little more accurate. So we always did a lot of uh, a lot of uh, bridge building with those other um, government bodies at the lower level, so that we could always make sure that we have the the best available mm-hmm. data sets, mm-hmm. and then we could well, do know, analysis on any and everything. Well, you know, it's good to know. I don't know if many people realize, you know, the importance of geospatial analysis and how it can be used also in crime. Because lately, with all the kind of terrorist activities we have. The analysis yeah. and looking at the navigation systems, too, as to identify the location, look at the area, what's going on. So this is really a high priority, probably right about now. So what Absolutely. I want to know, what drove your interest, number one, as a young woman uh, in Chicago, I'm assuming, and going into physics, number one, um, and then then going on to get your master's, you know, in, in science. So what inspired you? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because it it it, it started with math, and I have mm-hmm. to say that initially math was it, it was something that I loved, and it became something that I, I despised, and then it became another love of mine. Uh, it started out as, as as something that I really liked. 
Uh, my mom was an, uh, a math teacher, and okay. I, I would get this information from her as far as like uh, not so much different, not so much shortcuts, but different ways of looking at a problem that many times my teachers didn't teach it that way. And so okay. I would come back to school with these new ideas, and they would always say, well, how did you know that? And I'm like, well, um, well, my mom is a teacher, and she has all these different ways of me uh, finding the solution to mm-hmm. problems that, you know, that the teacher many times did not either have or she did not teach it. He or she didn't teach it that way. So I had that, that love for it. And then I got around the age of fifth, sixth grade, seventh grade, and I did, I wanted to be with my friends all the time. So I didn't spend as much time in my books as I used to. So mm-hmm. then it became, once again, it became something that I was like, wait a minute, maybe I don't understand this. And then mm-hmm. um, I had an opportunity to become part of a math team when I was in seventh and eighth grade. And my mm-hmm. teacher said, you know, you really have an eye for math. You really understand this. And she mm-hmm. said, you know, I, I want you to really focus on this and, you know, try to find a love for it. And I said, you know, I, I guess you're right because math isn't going anywhere. It's very universal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say that math is loyal because no matter what, numbers are numbers. And I don't care That's what right. country you're in, the, it remains right. the same. And unlike, you know, with English, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it could be subjective. Right. Do you put a Absolutely. comma, do you not put a comma? Do you put a hyphen, do you not put a hyphen? So I, I, I really drew near to, um, to math and science because of that. So mm-hmm. then when I went on to high school, we started to have these discussions of what, did you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, well, I don't know. I thought it was to be an attorney. And then I started having different ideas about that. And it came down to math. I wanted to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Because I heard that you dealt dealt with numbers all the time. I didn't have any information about a physicist just yet. So then mm-hmm. when I went on to undergrad, uh, I said, well, hey, I'm here. I want to be an engineer. And I, from that, because you have to have so much math, so much science, you have to take all these classes, yes, I had a professor right. that wanted me to do research with him. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, I, I like the way you think because I would ask question after question after question. And mm-hmm. my teachers would always say, wow, Carrie, you, you, you have all of the questions, you know. And I'm like, well, I'm here to learn. And, you know, because <laughs> I started to really dive into my subjects, I really wanted to know. I just mm-hmm. really wanted to know. And I always had these hypothetical questions. So it would be something that we were looking at on the board. And I'm like, so if this happened, would that also mean that this would happen? I just always had these questions just so that I could get a better understanding. And unbeknownst to me, I had classmates that would say, Carol, we don't ask questions because you ask all the right questions. And it, oh, wow. it, it really warmed my heart because it let me know that this is the best way to really get an understanding is to ask questions to confirm what it is that I understood. And so my classmates really appreciated that. And as I continued to move forward, I, I felt good in that space because I looked around many times and I was the only one. Sometimes I was the only female. Sometimes I was the only African-American female. And, it, it, you know, I felt like at that point I was there to represent. It's and really funny. I really I had to show up. I bet you drove the professors up. crazy, Kara, <laughs> asking it, questions. It, yeah. <laughs> Were they yeah, always able I mean, to answer your questions? That's the most important thing. Were they able to answer them? In many, in most most cases, yes. But I did have a few instances that I would have to come back to the teacher after the fact, and I would do research on the questions myself and come back and have an answer. And I even had a professor one time thought that I was I was uh, trying to be funny or playing games because I would ask these questions, and I had to let him know I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. I'm I just really want to know. And he said uh, something that, that was really interesting. 
He said, well, I noticed that you wait until I'm finished, and then you ask the question. I said, well, isn't that the way it should be? Because if, if I ask the question while you're teaching, you may cover the information. You may cover what I'm about to ask if I yes. ask the question prematurely. Right. And right. he said, well, I never right. looked at it like that. <laughs> well, so uh, so we, we used to have a lot of uh, interesting conversations about the questions that I would ask. And even the way that I would solve a problem, because I didn't have the answers in the book, he did. But yes. if I solved it differently... I remember one situation, I had a professor that I didn't write the the, uh, the solution out the way he had the solution in the back of his book, and he marked my problem wrong, but I remember staying up long hours to solve that one particular problem, and when mm-hmm. I saw that he marked it wrong, I went back to him and I asked him, how did, how did you come up with your answer, and I could show you how I came up with mine, and it turned out that it was the same answer, but it just, it, it mine was just longer. Yeah, and you I took a lot, you like, know. Oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. I said, but it doesn't make it wrong. It just means that I went about it a different way. Right. Well, this so is So I used to challenge. Oh, it was a challenge. It was a challenge, but I pushed through. But, and you know, this is interesting, Kara, because, um, you know, as I was thinking and, and, and hearing you say this, uh, I'm kind of wondering, too, if we look back, you know, that basically coming from a family where your mom was a math teacher, that possibly, you know, and she was proficient in math herself, possibly your DNA, you know, has math in that DNA. Because I tell you, uh, we need more people to understand math and how to work out these problems. So one of the things that uh, when you were talking, I was intrigued that you went from the engineering as an undergrad and you got attracted to physics. What attracted you to physics, majoring in physics in particular? Real quickly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Two things. One, uh, the professor that I had was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And I liked the research that he was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was the more I did physics, I understood that if I could understand physics and really understand the, the foundation and the basics with physics, it would make engineering that much more attractive and it would mm-hmm. make it it would make it not simpler, but it would make it more understandable for me. Right. That, because that's a, it was it's because it, everything is numbers. Right. And, well, and that, I'm like, if I can get this foundation right, then I could <laughs> I could lock in engineering. So with all of this incredible uh, background that you have, you know, one of the things is that how did uh, did you see the film Hidden Figures? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> how yes. did that movie resonate with you? <laughs> you know, I, so many. You sound emotions. like one of the characters in the film. <laughs> I, yes, with Katherine Johnson, I I I love that movie, and I just I was so excited to see it that I wanted to wait so that I could see it and really take my time in watching it. I didn't want to, um, how, how can I say it? I wanted to watch some of the interviews um, because, at, you know, she's, she's still living. I wanted to watch some of the interviews of her. I wanted to really frame my mind before I went in there to see it, and I didn't want a lot of noise while I was watching. It was really one of those things that I felt really passionate about it, and I felt that it would be an intimate time with me in this movie because of my experiences. And right. ironically, this was during a transition. This was right when I transitioned from um, working in the field mm-hmm. to becoming an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. And so I was really, it, w- it was kind of emotional for me. So as I'm watching the film, it was a couple of things in there that I could remember. Um, nothing like, uh, no, no direct things, uh, adversities, but just mm-hmm. roundabout ways that things would come up. And mm-hmm. I would, I remember one situation, um, 
and this 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 has nothing to do with race, but just a female thing. And I remember sitting in a lab, and it was all guys most of the time. It was, and we were working on a project. And mm-hmm. we would, sometimes we would have to go in clean rooms, and we would have to, you know, put the little booties on our feet and put on these uh, these clean suits, and you know, to watch projects unfold because you didn't want any dust and any particles. And I remember standing, uh, just about everybody was standing uh, this equal distance from the machine, and one guy would say, you know, Kara, you might want to step back so that uh, so that you don't get hurt or nothing would happen to you. And and it could have been genuine. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, well, I, you, maybe you want to step back, too, because I don't want anything to happen to you either. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think some of it was I was just so engaged and just so uh, wrapped up in the project. I think that he felt like, you know, maybe you just, you, you know, you might need to take a step back so that I can, you know, he wanted to get closer because it was, it was what we were looking at. Right, was, uh, right. It, it was magnetic, and it was it was small, and you really had to pay attention to what was happening, or you'll miss it. And I think that he felt like maybe I was in his way. So I think that was well. his way of trying to get me to step back on it, you know. Well and it was just little things that I can remember mm-hmm. um, with that, but I, I never I never let it make me come out of character um, okay. because I never took it. I've never really took it it personal. Well, you know what? I'm going to have to stop you right there because we've got to take a quick commercial break. And we're going to be right back. And we're going to talk about how you worked in your field for many, many years and walked away from it all. So, listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with my guest, Ms. Kara Scott Dentley. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
there, and welcome back today with my guest, Ms. Kara Scott Dentley, who's a double scientist turned entrepreneur and success specialist. And she's been talking about her incredible background, how she went into geospatial analysis and physics and worked for many, many years um, at a federal government as a physicist and geospatial analyst. Now, for those of you who are still with us today, I want you to know that this is one dynamic woman who had the courage with such a vast background with an industry, walked away from it all. So, Kara, tell us, what made you walk away from it all? Well, (laughs) one thing in particular, Mm -hmm. I remember... Um, when I was in school, I was an undergrad, and I remember saying, and I did not know how it would happen. I just knew that it would happen. And I said, you know, I want to be retired at 35. And I remember at the time people kept saying, at 35? How are you going to do that? You know, everybody wants to retire at 35. And I said, you know, I don't know now, but if I keep putting it out there in the universe and I keep praying about it, I am sure that it will show up. (laughs) <laughs> and sure yep. enough, right. I just kept looking for different ways. And it wasn't so mm-hmm. much that I felt like, hey, I need to retire so I can go home and do nothing. I just mm-hmm. felt like I needed to take that experience from working for a little while, working for someone mm-hmm. else for a little while, and then I can go back out into the world with the information and my experience, and I can shed light on different things for different people, specifically women and young people about the field, about science, about math. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I just was not cut out to just do a nine-to-five. It was nothing wrong with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It was nothing mm-hmm. wrong with the field. Uh, my agency was great. Everything was fine. I had a chance to travel, um, meet the president, meet some other uh, uh, politicians and different people that were really movers and shakers. But it wasn't even about that. Mm-hmm. It was just so much more that I just felt like, you know, I am a speaker. That mm-hmm. is what I am. I need to go out here and I need to make an impact. I need to be mm-hmm. able to um, meet with people throughout the day. I need to be able to go into the classrooms and talk to the kids. I need to be able to be free. Mm-hmm. And so I walked in, uh, and my boss and I, we had, we, we had a really good relationship, and we had been talking mm-hmm. on different occasions. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking into his office on a Tuesday, and I said, you know what, I, I, I've, made, I've made the decision. And he said, wow, uh, so, so what are you thinking? What are you going to do? I said, well, um, I'll go ahead and finish out uh, this next two weeks because we were headed to an exercise. And I said, after that, I'll, you know, I'll, that'll be it. And he mm-hmm. said, well, you know what, Kara, I don't want you to feel like you have to stay here, that, we, that we're holding you back. If you're uh, really feeling, you know, really feeling passionate and you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. ready to pull the trigger, you know, uh, by all means, I mean, we're in the end of a pay period, but it's totally up to you. And I was like, wait a minute. He said, I'm not mm-hmm. pushing you out. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. If you go to the mm-hmm. exercise, you'll be here a lot longer than you intend to. <laughs> Because you have to turn in the paperwork, you have to turn in your voucher, you have to turn in this and the other. And he told me, um, I remember before I walked out of his office, he said, you know, I wish I had the courage to do what it is that you're doing. And that was kind of confirmation Mm -hmm. for me that I was Mm -hmm. doing the right thing. Um, because he was just like, you know, just just follow your, your passion, follow your dream, he said, because mm-hmm. uh, so many people wish they could do what it is that you're about to do. And even some people work all of their lives wishing that they could, that they could have lived the life that they wanted to just by following their passion. Mm-hmm. And it, it humbled me because, you know, it just let me know that 
you know, when it's all said and done, if I really needed to, I could always go back. But if I never took that step of faith, I, I never would know what it right. was like. Right, right. So you were moved by passion to become a speaker, and that inspired you to, well, I don't want to use that inspired, pardon the pun, but you were motivated then to start your business, which today is it called Inspired to Speak? Is that is that the name of your business? Yes, that is that is a branch of what my husband and I have in place mm-hmm. where we actually train speakers to mm-hmm. get them platform ready within five mm-hmm. days to go out and speak because we understand what it takes from the inside and the out as far as um, mm-hmm. how do you become platform ready. It's not just getting up there with the, with the topic because there's a lot of people with the topic, and as a matter of fact, everyone has a topic. Everyone has a story to share, but right. how, do you, how do you monetize it? How do you get speaking opportunities? Mm-hmm. How do mm-hmm. you actually step into the speaking world when this is something that you want to do? And so um, it's under a bigger umbrella, umbrella called uh, NBC mm-hmm. University, and since mm-hmm. my husband has been doing this for over 23 years, um, he has mm-hmm. been training uh, camp and we have a big facility and so that's a part of it that's a piece of it and okay. then of course I have uh, have my topics that I go out and speak on and then we train people just not so much uh, we do train people on how to uh, earn additional income but how do you get the mindset to even believe that you can do it if this right. is what you want to do well so do you have it's, it's, anybody that sort of moved you or that mentored you uh, into speaking because like as you say you don't just get up and speak uh, it's sort of you you know how did you even have the courage to get on stage and speak did you have a mentor uh, what are some of the challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them um, a lot of it, um, it you know different things come up and mm-hmm. You know, one of one of the challenges that I personally, um, and many people, especially if they're um, parents, um, mm-hmm. for myself, I, I do. We have a son that's five, and mm-hmm. you know, when you when you really step out there and you make yourself available to uh, speak, to show up, to mm-hmm. travel, mm-hmm. then you have to look at what is it that you have to sacrifice so that you can mm-hmm. really do it all. Right and. So you have to find balance, and that mm-hmm. has been the, the challenge for me, um, but I take it one day at a time. So I don't, you know, I, I plan it, of course, but I look at each opportunity and I say, you know, can I, you know, what is happening at this time as far as family, because family is so important to me, my family, mm-hmm. my spirituality, um, my health, these are different things. These are things that are that's mm-hmm. important to me, and I just want to make sure that I'm not sacrificing um, too much. Uh, right. There, there right. are times that I have to, you know, take my trips, but then there are some times when I do have to say, you know, I, I can't take this one. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll sit this one out. You know, I'm, I'm not available, and you have to be able to do that and be okay in saying, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. saying no sometimes. And uh, many times when people take that step, they want to just get out there and they want to do it all. They want to rush through it all. But what's the mm-hmm. rush? It's not That's rush. true. Now, you when know? you're when you're talking and uh, you're, I, I'm hoping that you're talking to a lot of women <laughs> about science and how to uh, become successful. What do you think are some of the challenges that are facing uh, women in particular as it relates to STEM today? 
Uh, well, I am excited that so many companies are starting to uh, rally behind yeah. women and science. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you see the commercials, and I know GE has one. Yeah, they're big. Uh, Microsoft mm-hmm. have one. And I just mm-hmm. love the idea that they are pushing it, and they have a goal of getting, I believe it's 20,000 um, women scientists uh, in the next few years, and it just warms my heart. I love that. And I think some of the challenge is that we don't see enough of it. So uh, with the, with so many commercials and so much advertisement that goes goes now that's going towards women in science, I believe that's a piece, that's one of the parts that, uh, that will be addressed because previously most women just say, you know, I didn't really think about it. You know, no one ever told me I could be a scientist. Not that they told them that they couldn't. They just did They just wasn't attracted to it. Because when, many times when you hear about science or you hear uh, science speakers or you see science teachers, in many cases they are men. Well, so you know, uh, I think that's some of the challenge. Mm-hmm. The, uh, what do you see in terms of teaching? Because one of the things that you talked about Early on in your childhood, you had the privilege of having a mom who could give you insights about how to problem solve in different ways that the teachers didn't give you. So I know you're in Chicago. We're in other areas like California, some of the other areas. Some of the challenges start in K in K through six, where or K through eight, yes. where these young girls are not taught math because the math teachers don't know how to teach math. I hate to tell you that, but it has to be taught in a way that the, that they can understand. And, I, and particularly with the males, I hear a lot of them just get turned off um, because the teacher, well, let me, let me put it in this way. I just recently had a, a teenager uh, in one of my uh, youth empowerment groups to tell me, very frustrated, she's 10th grader, and she said the teacher talks about other things other than math in class, and I'm not learning math, and I'm getting really scared because I'm in Algebra 1, and I don't understand it because the teacher is not able to, you know, instruct her. So how do we address these challenges? Are we going to have to have special, you know, programs for these kids, after-school programs? Have you guys thought about that, talked about it? Wow. We've thought about so many different things, and this is a part of what uh – what we're we're actually putting together with the foundation that we have already always amazing, um, and 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 it's part of it is there's a portion of it that's geared towards kids, and with mm-hmm. me having such a strong math and science background, I understand that that is one of the challenges. I um, even in high school I had a teacher that was I think she was history her degree was in history but because they had a shortage of teachers they had her teaching math, and she just outright yep. said it first day of class yep. like I do not understand this any more than probably the rest of you that are in here to learn. And this is the teacher. So it happens, and it happens more often than it is than is talked about. And it's, it's one of the challenges is when you have someone that has a strong background in math and science and programming and computers, then you have a company that out here that's willing to pay four, five, sometimes six times more than what the, the uh, education system is willing to pay. And so unless a person has a passion to teach, then more, more times, more likely than not, they'll go with the corporation to earn That's more true. money. And That's so true. you're left with uh, people that, you know, have a passion to teach but don't understand the subject in some areas. 
Right. So um, so now the question becomes, how do we address that? And, yes, there are programs um, that are out there, but then that's, I, I think that's kind of unfair because now you're saying, okay, I have to sit maybe an hour and a half in class or 45 minutes or however long that period is with a teacher that's not teaching this stuff, and mm-hmm. you're telling me now I need to sacrifice my after school to, <laughs> to learn what should have been taught during the school day. Now, the second part to that that is unfair is most parents would have to pay for that after-school um, attention, uh, whether it's through a tutoring program or whatever the case may be, and they have to pay for that when it should have come from the tax dollars if they are in a, a public school system. So mm-hmm. now you're having to deal with, you know, how do you get these things funded? And that's one of the things that uh, that we want to be able to do because there are some programs that are operating in silos, you have, uh, right. you know, I know in Chicago, and I'm sure in, in Los Angeles and different parts around the different places around the country, there are uh, people that want to do something that say, "Hey, I understand this stuff. I want to make an impact, but I don't have the money. I still want to be able to feed my family mm-hmm. as well, so I can't just donate mm-hmm. my time." So mm-hmm. we want to find these people that that have this have this uh, this desire, this gift, and maybe there's there has to be a bridge. There has to be a way that we could all work together so that we could move forward and start to see progress in science, technology, engineering, and math with more uh, women or just more people. Period. Because nowadays it right. seems like everybody like we're right. just behind an eight ball. Period. Men and women, um, as we continue to go up the ranks, um, as as far as age, and it's like, wait a minute, where are the scientists? So I. I love the fact that you have these major corporations that have that have put a lot of advertising dollars into saying, hey, we, we want to attract more women. We want to attract more scientists. So I know, like, one of the talks that I've, that I've done uh, recently, I had so many people, well, two. One, the first one that I did my talk, I talked about me retiring. That was cool. They clapped for that. But when I talked about me being a scientist, I had so many people to come up to me and say, can my daughter contact you? I'm just, I'm excited to meet a scientist. I've never seen a a female scientist. Or I've never met a Mm -hmm. scientist, period. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I like that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, my talk needs to be geared around this. So the next talk that I did was geared around women in science. And this was Mm -hmm. when I went to Thailand. And even having interpreters, um, so <laughs> some people could understand English, some couldn't. Even afterwards, I had a few people walk up to me, even if they didn't understand English, and they had an interpreter with them saying, "Can my can my daughter contact you? You you know mm-hmm. you're an inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. thank you for mm-hmm. uh, giving us a talk." And I'm just like, "Wow, you know." And like you were asking, what are, what are, what is one of the challenges with women in science? Sometimes mm-hmm. they just don't think about it. They haven't well, seen a woman scientist. Because we look at people and we, we admire people. And most of the time we want to become like somebody that we know, someone that we can identify with. And so I felt like, um, and I still feel like, uh, this, is, this is part of my role. This is part of why I'm here. Right. Even if I'm that, there to just say, hey, look, I did it. I've been there. I know what the challenges are, and this is, the, this is how I overcame them as a female scientist. Because sometimes as a speaker, we want to find these, these hot topics and we want to do the research on the content. But sometimes just being merely present and saying, hey, I've been there. And I was successful at it, and I was, you know, my, my research is presented all over the world, you know, because of my, my, uh, my, my passion for the subject area. And, you know, people wanted to work with me because of that. So um, I, think that's, that's I think that's the first thing. To, to address that issue and just say, hey, I'm a scientist, I'm a female, and, you know, I'm just like you. 
You know, I still wanted to do all the other fun things because sometimes we don't make it look attractive either, right? I've had some uh, some people say, well, you know, well, just, you know, looking at you, I wouldn't think, you know, because I still want to dress. I still like to get my hair done. They would say, I wouldn't, I, w- I would have never thought that you were a scientist. I would have thought that maybe you were in fashion or this or that. And I think that's a great thing because now I'm like, hey, I can let the females know that you can still dress, you can still get your hair done, you can still look attractive and still be a scientist or a mathematician or right. in programming or coding. So, yeah. Well, what you're saying, uh, and I admire all the work that you're doing and that you're um, going around the country and out of the country because I know you're a global speaker, to let people know, because I do believe in this philosophy, if you can see it, you can believe it. If you see it, you can believe it. So when the kids or whomever can see a female scientist, and particularly a woman of color who is a female scientist who's fashionable, then this is something I can believe and I can inspire to because preconceptions or perceptions become people's reality. So when they see you, Kara, and know that you were not only just a scientist, but I was a double scientist, and you too, can do that. So I'm, I'm, I'm really inspired by that. I, I do believe that there, there are other things I, I hope that we can do uh, to bring more women into the fold. Uh, I believe in, in through our churches that maybe there are mentors, women who are good in math, or men who are good in math, and our churches can start to look at after church programs or some uh, help where there's mentoring given to these girls in particular and boys that they can achieve and that math is not hard. And to have people like yourself who, because there are others around I know in the areas that they can come and talk to these kids about working in the science, technology, engineering, and math fields. So I am so really proud of what you and your husband are doing. I also know that both of you are part of several nonprofit organizations and you've donated to a number of charity events. So, and I want to applaud you for your service and for giving back because that is so important that you do that. You guys are just great. You really are. You really are the power couple. (laughs) And so. Hi, thank you so much. Uh, real quick, one one thing that I want to mention, and um, I was I was just mentioning to my mom yesterday. Both of my parents, mm-hmm. I was mentioning to both of them that uh, you know we could because we just returned from Los Angeles and we were talking about the event that we was at, and my. Um, I told my mom, I said, you know, I was just thinking about something. I remember when I was an undergrad, I had every, all of my schooling, all of my education was paid for, books, dorms, everything, housing, Tara, food. Tara, yeah. can I hold you uh-huh. right there? With that conversation, <clears throat> we've got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back because I want to hear this, okay? So, listeners, yeah. stay tuned. We'll be right back with my guest, Kara Scott-Dentley. So, stay tuned. We'll be right back. on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? 
Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hi there, and welcome back to my guest today, Ms. Kara Scott Dintley, who is sharing her heart and her transformational journey. This is a remarkable woman, dynamic, inspiring, successful woman who walked away from a very successful career at age 35 to journey to another successful career, which is a passion of hers to talk with people around the globe about being successful and living the life that they desire now. So she and her husband are partners. I've met him. He's a wonderful gentleman. And we were just talking about them being in Los Angeles. And Kara, before we went on break, you were talking about, you were taking, uh, talking to your mom about uh, the LA trip. So share with us. Yes, I was mentioning to her about, you know, how we're uh, able to contribute to uh, different charities and that, like, the one that we have already always amazing uh, for kids. Um, what the focus is, you know, just making sure that they're able to just reach their highest uh, possible uh Heights, whether it's in education mm-hmm. or whether it's through a program, and I'm so big on STEM that my son, who's five, he'll be attending a STEM camp this summer. <laughs> but I'm so <laughs> big on that because if you catch them early, then you know right. you'll you'll, you'll mm-hmm. get some interest there. Right. And I remember because in in undergrad and and grad school, I had everything paid for because someone told me that if you do, if you take care of your business and you get good grades and you focus on what you have to focus on when you have to focus on it, then you will you will really be able to uh, write your own ticket and that mm-hmm. you can get your education paid for. And once I heard that, this was I heard that message in eighth grade, so I worked hard. I said, you know what, if, if there's a way that I can get everything paid for, that's what I want. So I worked very hard. I got good grades. I did everything that I needed to do as far as participating in programs and everything. So I went, so when I got to college, everything was covered. I got a full ride. And I remember my benefactor at the time, his name was Mr. Jacoby Dickens. He was the uh, CEO of Seaway National Bank, which is a bank here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I remember at graduation just telling him, thank you. You know, I wish there was a way that I could repay him. And, you know, I just just Mm -hmm. couldn't thank him enough. And I remember him coming back and saying, you know, the way that you repay me is you do the same thing for somebody else that I did mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how you repay me. You go, you reach back and you pay it back for someone else who is coming behind you. And wow. I told my parents that this weekend, I said, now it's all coming full circle. And, you know, he's recently passed away about three years ago. And I wish mm-hmm. I could go back and tell him, 
just what you told me to do. That's exactly what I'm doing now to this day. So you never know the seeds that you plant in a person's life because had he not paid for it, I don't know what I would have done because, <laughs> because I, I just, I, I just, I, hey, you know, I just, when, when you start hearing these numbers, when you're coming out of, uh, High school, and you hear these mm-hmm. numbers about what it costs to go to college, and it's tens and twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. It's like these numbers are real, you know. Yes, and unless someone are. else is paying it, it's like where does this money come from? So unless you get out, get a loan, and I right. wouldn't recommend that. But people have to do what they have to do. So the fact that he was able to just step in and say, because of the work that I've done, he's going to reward me. You know, now I'm in a position to say, you know, hey, we want to and make sure that we help that. as many people as possible that want to um, want to move forward and want to further their education, and specifically, I mean, more, I mean, anybody, but specifically kids, children, that's, because that's that's, that's the future. Well, they are our future. And, you know, uh, Kara, as you were talking, um, I realized, you know, and I know, you know, there's a plan and there's a purpose for all of our lives. And as I listened to you today, how you've shared, you spoke life, you spoke your future in existence, you spoke the word, words, I want to retire at 35. And so you simply accomplished that because you spoke it and you believed it would happen. So yeah. there was this plan for you to go to college, and money is really not the problem. <laughs> it was a part of the plan. I'm just saying that, and that the purpose yeah. is for you to be able to help young children today and to help many, not just children, but many individuals, which lets me sort of segue into share with me uh, in our last uh, you know, part of the show about your women's empowerment events that you do or the movement you call Limitless. I want to know a little bit about that. Share with us. What are you doing with that? Yes. Limitless is, is uh, <laughs> where it's, it's for women, by women, where anything is possible. All and right. we have so many people that come in into the fold of what we're doing uh, with our programs that come from so many different backgrounds. We have so much mm-hmm. information together that I feel like we could we we could build an empire with Absolutely. the information that we have. And so we wow. provide a platform for mm-hmm. for our speakers, for the uh, for the ladies that come through uh, our camp, because so many times you have women that are speakers that don't have a platform. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you you go to these events, and you most of the people in the audience you have eighty percent women in the audience, but then you have most of the speakers are men. Nine of ten of the uh, speakers are men, mm-hmm. so we wanted to provide a platform for that, and then to pull up to for an opportunity to uh, galvanize women to come to the table, share information, share their experience, share their expertise, to help their fellow sister, no matter All where right. they are in the world, mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. that they're doing, because we have so much information, and you have to provide um, an outlet. <laughs> and an inlet for people to come to the table and say, wow, I never knew that. I did not realize that. We've actually started doing a call this week um, every morning for uh, 15 minutes, no more than 20, and we just talk about different topics. If someone mm-hmm. has uh, a product that they would like to share or get the information mm-hmm. out to other women, then they're able to do that. If um, if you're having something on your heart that you want to share, you're able mm-hmm. to do that. It's just it's a short call, but it's empower it's it's empowering for for women 
to, you know, That's talk about different fantastic. things. You just need because we need that. We need that support for women yes. by women where everything is possible. I like that. Oh, we need sisterhood, you know, because sometimes you say, where is sisterhood? And to support, be able to support one another and pray for one another, uplift one another. Because, you know, I think um, one of the things I've always said, we all have our own lanes. We all have a plan. You know, we have a purpose and a plan. And it's like staying with your plan, staying in your lane, knowing that God has his purpose for you. And you don't have to compete. You don't have to compete I believe we complete one another. So I see you doing that, and I'm so happy that you are engaged in helping these women. And it's called Limitless? Limitless. Limitless. Oh, I love it. I love it, Kara. So what's next for Kara? What's next? I know you got something else coming up. (laughs) Continuing to build up. Um, what we're doing and to really see everything come full circle to really help other people. Um, and, and because so many people look at what we're doing and they're like, wow, I wish I could do that. And the reality is now that, now that we've, we've, we've gotten to this point, I can look back and see the, the steps that I've taken to get here. And I'm like, it's possible for everybody. It really right. is possible. You just have to plan it. You have to surround yourself with the right people. And so that's the message that I want to share with everyone. Uh, there mm-hmm. are some fun things that I want to do. I was thinking about this yesterday. I said, you know, there are still some things I want to do, like ballroom dancing, just, just for fun, because I do uh-huh. enjoy dancing. I danced through college uh, on a dance team, so I do enjoy dancing. So it's little things like that that I want to do that's outside of the career, uh, the career mm-hmm. and in the business realm. But... Um, I think the the main thing is what really gives me gratification is when you can uh, really pull together a team of women. And I have uh, a, a, a whole list of ladies that I'm just like, you know, I see her strengths like it's get like God has given me this this. Uh, this eye to see different strengths in people. I don't look for the, the negative, the downfall, the pitfalls mm-hmm. or anything like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, man, if we could all just come together and just identify each other's strengths and just build on that. And that's the next part for me because, you know, sometimes I'm home and, mm-hmm. you know, I want to uh, meet up or do something fun with, with uh, some of the ladies on my team. And some of them may say, well, I have to work, you know, and I know that deep mm-hmm. in their heart they're mm-hmm. like, one day, Kara, <laughs> I'll be out right. of here. I'll, I'll, I'll get right. to retire. And I'm like, well, let's just work on that, you know, because what's mm-hmm. possible in life is possible in your life. Absolutely. And so let's, you know, let's, let's, let's get together. Let's make it happen. Tell me, what are two most important practical things you'd like the listeners to take away with them today that they can use immediately? The first thing that came to mind when you said that is to always be at peace. Mm -hmm. that, That basically just means that no matter what's going on, you have to trust God and you have to trust yourself in the process. Mm-hmm. And just know that, you know, everything does not deserve an emotional response. You have to process it, and you have the right to give anything that happens in your life meaning. Mm-hmm. So what meaning do you give things? You know, don't mm-hmm. take things too seriously. Don't take it too, mm-hmm. too, um, don't don't go crazy trying to, to reach a goal. So sometimes you just have to take a step back. You have to bring yourself peace. You have to ground yourself. You have to give yourself a solid foundation. 
That's one. Mm-hmm. It's all about the peace. Um, and then the second thing is um, surround yourself with positive people. And mm-hmm. that way, um, not only are you telling yourself uh, these positive affirmations, you're around other people that you are telling affirmations to, and they're, they're also telling affirmations to mm-hmm. you as well. And you're, it's, a, it's a, a two-way street. You're sharing information, and you're building each other up because the rising tide floats all boats. So if you surround yourself with people that are moving in a positive direction and you're speaking positivity, they're speaking positivity, then everybody has an opportunity just to continue to just grow and move forward, and then you get to see your right. whole team grow and thrive with you. Right. Well, I'm going to allow you one more, girl. You got it going on. One more tip. <laughs> We're all learning here. <laughs> um. One one more tip. Um, always take time to reflect, and um, with so much going on in the world, and I just I always feel like if you know you you have to really understand what your truth is. Mm-hmm. What is your truth? And don't waver from that. Because okay. you can watch things on the news, you can watch things, and the Internet has opened up a whole world of everything to us, opportunities and different things that can set mm-hmm. us back. But you have, to, you have to take in what's meant for you and everything else, just let it just roll off. Because it can consume you if you find something that is intriguing but has nothing to do with where you want to go in life, then it can sidetrack you. And nowadays, with so much access to everything, you really have to watch that. So hold on to your own truth and what it is that you want out of life. And just understanding that that you have a right to give any and everything meaning. So if something happens, Mm -hmm. don't take it personal. Just say, you know what, it it, it is what it is. God give me the strength, and I just keep growing. I love it. I'm going to repeat that. Kara, be at peace. Trust God and yourself. Surround yourself with positive people. Don't hang around with negative, toxic folks. Reflect on your life and what is your truth. What do you want out of life? And don't focus on all the negatives. Keep positive. I want to thank you, Kara, for being with me today and just taking time. I just really adore you, and I just wish you God's blessings as you continue your journey. Girl, I know we're hooked up for some other things that we're going to do, and I just want to thank you. You know, as I close the show today, Walt Disney once shared, all our dreams come true if we have the courage to pursue them. And I'm going to add Dr. B comment, and if we have the belief to pursue them, we will accomplish them. So I want you to have a great week. And until then, be encouraged, be grateful, and be forever transformed with success. And thank you, Kara, again for being on the show. I want you all out there to have a great week. And God bless you all. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.